Welcome to Highly Sensitive, Happily Married, the podcast that teaches you to not only have an easier marriage as a sensitive woman, but to have one that feels more amazing by the day, where you'll hear relatable stories, love advice that works, and coaching on how to have a marriage where feeling upset and disconnected is a thing of the past, and where instead, a sense of loving connection and even fun and lightness is the norm. I'm Hannah Brooks, highly sensitive person, love expert, and marriage coach, and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Hello and welcome, my friends, to episode 82, where we are going to be talking today about changing circumstances and the powerlessness that comes from relying on being able to change circumstances and a tool that helps you regain power or be very empowered around actually feeling and creating what you want in your life and your marriage. So I'm excited to dive into that today for you. And before I do so, I just want to remind you, well, first of all, I want to welcome any new listeners who are here and to remind you to hit subscribe. And if you've been enjoying this podcast, if you've been listening for a while or just getting something from like one or two of the episodes, I'd love it. It would mean so much to me if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy to do. It takes a minute or three of your time. You just go over to the leave a review on Apple Podcasts and it will just prompt you as to exactly what to do. So thank you so much in advance. And for those of you who've already done it, ah, I appreciate you so much. It's helping it. This podcast reach more highly sensitive people. And that just means the world to me because this stuff that I'm teaching is so life-changing for us as highly sensitives. And that really ties into actually what I want to, what I want to start with today, which is there really is when we start, when we start learning about being a highly sensitive person, um, maybe you learn that you are one and then you start reading articles or like if you ever follow any highly sensitive stuff on like Instagram or social media, there is a lot of talk about when we as highly sensitive people are in the right environment, right? Or given the right environment, we thrive. In other words, what I hear a lot is when we are in the right circumstance, or situation, like for example, like if there's a quiet atmosphere, right, where there's no loud noises around us, like there's the right kind of lighting, right, or like there's even the right kind of people, then we can be well as highly sensitive people, right? Like our wellness is dependent on the environment we're in. Now, this is all fine and good, if we actually have the capacity to control our circumstances and our environment, right? If we could, if we always could create the exact perfect circumstances for our finely tuned nervous systems, then we'd always, we'd be like amazing all the time as highly sensitive people, right? But the problem with this is that in our world, that's not so easily done, right? We can't always control our circumstances. In fact, very, very few of them can we control, right? And, you know, it's especially true when it comes to other people, right? We can create like our lives, like more or less, like we can create all the perfect conditions in our own home. Like there's a little bit more leverage there for us. 
But when it comes to other human beings, we cannot control the quote unquote environment of them, right? Or again, what I call the circumstance of them, right? The things they say, the things they do. And for future reference in this podcast episode, I'm going to be saying circumstance a lot. Um, And that really does refer to like the facts, the facts of what's happening or what they're doing. Like when we're talking about people, like what they're doing or the um, watts in a light bulb, right? How bright something is measured by how many watts there are, for example, or how many decibels (laughs) of noise there is. Is that right? Noise, decibel of noise, sound decibels. Um, But anyway, yes, the circumstance means like the actual words that they say or the actual actions that they take, like knocking a glass off a table, right? That's a circumstance. He knocked the glass off the table. It fell and broke when he bumped his hand against it. (laughs) That might be more factual. Um, So yes, my point here is that we can't always control those circumstances, right? Unless, you know, one way we can do this with relationships with other people is, is simply removing ourselves from this person's presence forevermore, right? If we don't like the circumstances of what they're saying and doing, we can remove ourselves from their presence, in many cases, forevermore. But, <laughs> and that might be useful sometimes, but obviously that's not how we're going to build, going to build like a great relationship, with someone, right? So if we want to have a good relationship with someone, we don't want to remove ourselves forevermore from their presence. (laughs) And also if we don't want to be isolated. I mean, I think I, I, a little tangent here, but I think I see this happen often where, where as highly sensitives, we, because we're trying to take care of ourselves, we become overly boundaried, overboundaried and ultimately isolated. So we, we sever connections to other people and then, and then we end up lonely and isolated and that's that's happening because we think the circumstance of this other person is what creates how we feel and how well we can be around them okay end of tangent so back to like we cannot control the circumstance of other people this is most of the time true and what i mean by that is We can't always make them listen to us in just the right way we'd want them to, right? We can't make like our husband always happy with us. We can't make other people keep the house just the way we like. We can't make them treat us or not treat us in certain ways. Although, of course, we do have influence there, of course, And that's important to keep in mind. We have influence. That's so important to keep in mind. But we can't control it. We can't make them. Yeah? And again, we can certainly make requests. I talk about this a lot and I want to reemphasize this here. We can always make requests for what we want. And I highly recommend doing so often. Right? As, of course, this can lead to easier circumstances. Right? For them, for other people sort of honoring and changing the circumstance, right? And that can support you. So making making requests can lead to easier circumstances for you as a highly sensitive person to live with, right? And I think that's lovely. But we really can't rely on controlling or changing the circumstance in order for us to feel great and to be at our best. And when we do, which many of us make that mistake, we get ourselves into places we don't want to be in our marriage, 
right? It oftentimes leads to a whole lot of control or like I said before, like cutting ourselves off from others, even our husband. And I do want to point you here without going into depth on like why control is such an issue. I mean, this is what so many of us do when we think it's a circumstance that creates our experience and how we feel. Um, then we have to, the only power we can have is by trying to change the circumstance. In other words, trying to control the circumstance. In other words, trying to control our husband and what he does and what he doesn't do, right? So I would highly recommend if you want to hear more about that, that's so important to understand and learn how to work within yourself, go check out episode 60, 61, and 62 of this podcast. So I want to be clear, I really am all for changing a circumstance when you can, when it doesn't cause a lot of problems, right? When it's easy enough to do so to support you and your well-being, right? Go for it if that's easy. But let's get real and recognize that it's not going to be possible often. When it comes to our husbands, at least it's not going to be possible to completely and utterly change him. Again, I want to be clear, there's so much room for influence, but control is different and totally changing who he is generally isn't the way, the power that we have. And relying on the circumstance to be just so in order for you to feel good and be well really leaves you really powerless in this world in general. Because again, we can't control much of the circumstances out there. So if we make our wellness dependent on things out there, outside of us, that we don't have any control over, we thereby have no control over our wellness. And our life basically is what that means. right? It's a very powerless way to live. So what do we do about this? (laughs) How do we not be dependent on the circumstance? How do we not make that the focus of where we're doing the change work? Right? Because that's a very powerless place to live from. How do we have that power? How how do do we become empowered to be well, regardless of the circumstances? That is where the model comes in. This is one of my favorite, most used tools. It's called the model, the self-coaching model. And I teach it to all my clients. And when they really embrace it and they really learn it in depth, it is truly the key that unlocks supreme emotional agency. Meaning that when they get good at using this tool, they know how to be the author of their own experience and life. in charge of their own emotions and nervous system, regardless of the circumstance, right? In other words, the circumstance no longer dictates how they feel. They get to choose that themselves. And not only do they get to be in charge of how they feel, but because of what the model teaches, which is that our thoughts lead to our feelings and our feelings trigger our actions and our actions lead to our results in our lives, in our marriages, They also get to act and behave and take actions in a way that really leads to what they want 
right? Like show up in a way that they that they want to, right? Regardless of the circumstance. Um, they get to speak in a way they feel good about and proud of that leads to great results, right? And they also end up with results in their marriages and other parts of their lives that they really want and they really love, right? For example, laughing frequently with their husband, right? Having those sweet moments when they're just like flirting and playing and laughing together, right? Or having really great conversations that help each, each, each of you, each of them, evolve and solve issues, right? Such as like having energy for pursuing projects and dreams they have for themselves and actually accomplishing those dreams and bringing those dreams to life, right? So those are results they create. And that's from understanding how we work and using the model, which really just illustrates that and teaches us how to work with how we humans work, (laughs) right? And really like the thoughts are actually the source of all of these things, all of these feelings, these actions, and these results, right? the, the, The thoughts, our thoughts are the most direct way of influencing this for ourselves, of influencing our, what I've been calling in this podcast episode, wellness, and creating the experience and the like results that we really want in our lives. Now, it's the, I'm going to reemphasize this because I don't know how clearly I said it. It's the thoughts that create that, not the circumstance. Now, most of us believe that the circumstance is what leads to our feelings and the rest of it. But that's actually not the way it really works. And this is the main point of this podcast episode, right? That's not the way it really works. So I want to share now the most basic outline of the model for you because it shows you how it really works, little background on the model. The model was first taught to me by Martha Buck in a slightly different way. And then it was deepened. I learned it much more deeply during my certification with the Life Coach School with Brooke Castillo. Brooke Castillo was really the original creator, at least of the, like what what's called the model, the tool of the model. Although the truth is it's based on kind of quote unquote universal truths and taught in different ways by so many teachers with subtle differences, right? But ultimately, it's like sort of collective wisdom and actually neuroscience now that has proven that this, like has has led to this sort of simple tool and the way we use it currently. Um, so you might, when I, when I describe this to you, you might find that this sounds really familiar to you if you've been listening to my podcast for a little while. Because <laughs> I've, 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 infuse this podcast with the teachings of the model, although I've never lined it out quite so explicitly here in the podcast. All right, so here it goes. In the most basic sense, the model is, teaches us that circumstances give rise to the thoughts that we have, right? It gives our brains uh, something to have a thought about, Right? Something that happens out there in the world gives our brain something to have a thought about. <laughs> and that thought that we have leads to our feelings. 
our emotions. And of course, our our emotions then are what fuel our actions, what we do, how we behave. And then, of course, clearly, when we take action, the things that we do in our lives is what leads to the actual like results that we have. In other words, like to put it really simply, our thought, our circumstances give rise to thoughts. Thoughts lead to feelings. Feelings lead to actions, and actions lead to the results that we have. Now, most of us, again, believe that the circumstance is what leads to our feelings, right? And again, and the rest of it, our actions and the results we have, right? And I want to be clear, like, of course we believe that. It makes sense because not only is what we're, what is it what we're taught and reinforced uh, by society, but it's also what our experience was when we were formed, right? Like, as babes, we didn't have the resources or the brain capacity or the intelligence or the maturity to really be anything but at the effect of circumstances, right? Like the love our parents gave us or how our parents cared for us. Like that really did lead to our feelings back then, like especially pre-verbally when we didn't have words. Uh, it just sort of like things just happened to us. And so it's it's natural like to conclude that our feelings and results come from things outside of us. And again, I think when we were little, that that may have actually been true, but it's wrong now and it's very disempowering. And now that we're adults, we can totally change this and therefore become so empowered in our lives and in our marriages. So when we believe that the circumstance is what leads to our feelings, what's happening is we're actually skipping, totally missing a very key understanding or awareness, which is the thinking that comes between the circumstance and the feeling, right? The thoughts. We actually can't have a feeling without having a thought about the circumstance. And really, this is one of the oldest truths, which was taught by Buddha and is now confirmed by neuroscience, right? That we see the world not as it is, but filtered through our thoughts about it. Now, I have a nuance that I like to teach on this because I think this is important. When I say thoughts, what I mean is not just the sentences in your mind, but all the things that make up what I call your personalized filter, right? Your personalized filter is really simply like, again, like I've explained this before, but it's totally worth talking about again. It's the lens through which your own unique brain and nervous system interprets circumstances, right? The things that happen out there. Now we use, I use the word thought for shorthand, right? Because it's simple to say, but again, it doesn't just refer to the sentences that go through your mind, although that's definitely a part of it too. Like when I use the word thought, I mean that personalized filter, which is really composed of the more subconscious stuff below the level of awareness, what I've referred to in this podcast as uh, like the things in our basement, right? The boxes in our basement. 
And like it's really made up of our subjective perceptions, right? our opinions, our old pre-programmed beliefs that come out of our cultural and familial conditioning. Okay? So that's like we're all unique in this, right? It's made up of our biases that come out of like historically built associations and generalizations, literally wired into our body, mind, heart system, right? It's made up of your nervous system wirings, some of which is even based in genetics, right? Like high sensitivity. Some of it's like comes from the biochemistry of today, like what you ate for lunch, right? And certainly trauma, right? And of course, our filter is made up of our survival fears and our judgments and our expectations, our ideas about how things should be. Okay, so that's what I mean, all of that, when I say thoughts. Our unique personalized filter, our thoughts, right? We experience life through this filter. This filter leads to our unique way of interpreting the world out there, our partner, our relationship, and even our own selves and like what we do (laughs) and yeah so it leads to how we see how we think how we perceive right which is always subjective Hmm? and what's really important to understand is like we look through this filter always at all circumstances right we make meaning through this filter And we can pull all of this into the form of words. In other words, thoughts, right? We can call this like the narrative, the story, or thoughts to keep it really simple. All right. So again, without having a thought about a circumstance, there can be no feelings. There can be no trickle-down effect of actions and results. So, you know, like an example is if someone you know dies, but you don't learn about it, like maybe you don't learn about it for days, you can't have a feeling about it because you can't have a thought about it until you know about it. This like calls to mind, like my mother had a bad accident like a decade ago and my stepfather decided not to let me know. I think it was late at night. So he decided not to let me know till like the next morning or like maybe even a while into the next day when she was in the hospital. And of course, like I went like 12, 15 hours not feeling worried or sad about my mom because I didn't know about it, right? When he called me and I learned about it, I had a whole lot of thoughts <laughs> and I felt a whole lot of feelings because of that. Yeah. But until you have a thought about it, you can't have a feeling about it. And again, when I say thoughts, that's why I wanted to make sure I I ran through my definition of thoughts. It's not just the words in your mind, but it's like your subjective way of interpreting through your mind, body, heart system, the news, the fact, right? The circumstance. All right. If this feels a little abstract, I want to now make this a little bit more tangible for you. So here's a way for you to explore this. I invite you right now to pick one circumstance. And again, that's a fact. Something that actually everybody in a court of law would agree on. (laughs) So what could be useful here is something your partner did recently or said recently. Like the exact thing he did with no story and narrative attached to it, 
Or like best would be like some words he said and the exact words he said. And this can be something that you had a, like you you felt good about or bad about. Like I, it's this isn't about like fixing something. It's just about exploring how this works. So maybe it's something that like your partner said and then you felt happy. Or maybe it's something he said and you felt angry. Either way, take a moment and pick that. You can pause this if you want to think about it for a minute. But once you have that circumstance, I want you to remember back to when that happened. And I want to ask, I want you to ask yourself or notice what thoughts you had about what he said. In other words, what did you make it mean when he said that? What did you interpret it to mean when he said that? Again, I would recommend pausing this and actually writing down the circumstance and the answer to my question, what thoughts did you have or what did you make it mean? And you could write this as to do an actual model. You could write down the circumstance, which is the words he said, right? And then under that on your piece of paper, write down thought and answer that question. What did you make it mean? And put that thought in the thought line. Okay. That's like when I ask you that question, it's going to be bringing up the thoughts that you had about that circumstance. Yeah. And then I just want you to notice when you thought that, when you're thinking that way, what do you feel? What emotion, what one emotion does that create when you think that thought? Sometimes it creates a couple, but like, we're going to keep it simple. Choose one, right? And if you want to, you can fill out the rest of the model, which is when you felt that way, check the next line. What actions did you take? Maybe it's you shut down. Maybe it's you went to him and hugged him, right? Depends what you were feeling. Depends what you made it mean. And ultimately, the last line is the result, When you took those actions, what did that create for you? All right. Feel free to flesh that out for yourself, but I'm not even trying to teach you the full model here, right? But the model is ultimately a tool of awareness. And what I first want you to understand more deeply from this whole episode is that Your brain offered you a specific thought about the circumstance you chose, right? But there are a million other thoughts one could think, one's brain could offer about that same circumstance, right? Notice that if there were 20 people in the room with you with that same circumstance when your husband said that same thing, they would have... There'd probably be 20 different thoughts about that circumstance, which would create 20 different emotions. Or at least some of them would have a different thought than you. And they would feel differently when they had that different thought. Right? And I want you to notice that although it might not be natural to you to think other thoughts than the one you did, there are so many other thoughts and they are totally accessible to you to think 
And if you thought them, if you believed them, you would have a very different experience when your partner said what he said. Yeah, you would feel very differently. And when you felt that different way, you would say something different and you would do something different and the result would be very different. So again, I want to be a little bit more tangible for you, make this kind of concrete and grounded. Let's do an example of my own. My husband said the other day, maybe last week, to my son, one of my sons, it's time to do the litter box. All right, so that's the fact, right? That's the circumstance. He said those words to my son. And (laughs) I had an emotion around it. Now, was it the words he said? No, it was my thought about the words he said, which was something like, it's unfair how he springs that on him. (laughs) Right? So I felt like resentful or like sort of mad at my husband. That was the sort of instinct at the moment. <laughs> Brains offer these these interpretations so quickly, right? They make things mean something very fast. So I, I had the option though, and I brought myself back there pretty quickly because I've been working on this, but I had the option of thinking... I love how he's teaching my kids to be responsible or he's helping my kids learn like to be good caretakers of of the pets, right? So those were two thoughts I could easily have had and I did choose to have (laughs) after I caught myself with that initial thought, right? And when I thought like that, I felt, what did I feel? I felt like on his team, right? Like, like supportive, maybe. And, you know, that led to very different behavior than if I had stayed with that first initial thought, right? Like my actions and then the way I interacted with him around that was so different. And so therefore it led to very different results. In this case, it was probably just like peace, right? Like, because I didn't really say anything. Whereas if I had felt resentful and annoyed or mad, I would have... If I'd stayed in that thought and that model, I would have said something and I probably wouldn't have said it in an effective way. It would have come from a place of anger and then he would have gotten defensive like I know us. (laughs) That's exactly what would have happened, right? And it wouldn't have affected any good change. Now, when I can be supportive of him, and this is one thing we've been working on too, and this is reflective of the result of this way of thinking, that like he's teaching the kids to be responsible is then I might, I might still go to him and say, Hey, you know, you know, it might work better to help, help the kids really get on their chores is to, you know, make it a clear schedule and tell them in advance that, you know, we're going to expect this from them every day or once a week. (laughs) Right. And the result of that is potentially like a lot more, um, like the kids being more responsible, him not even having to remind them as much, etc. So good results. See that? All right. I hope all of that's landing and making sense to you and creating new ahas for you and giving you some ideas about how you can really start making some really core changes and 
powerful, empowered changes in yourself and in your marriage. And I want to say, like kind of in conclusion to all of this, that, you know, totally change the circumstance if that's easy, right? That's fine. Make requests, you know, do what you kind of change the circumstance, but I don't recommend control because of everything I said in those 60, 61, 62, that those podcast episodes um, usually really backfires in a relationship in some major ways. So I don't, don't rely on changing the circumstance to feel well and to get great results in your marriage. Know that you have so much more sway over how you feel, what you do and what you get and the results you get in your life when you know that you can change things from the inside change it from the source, right? From your thinking, from that filter. <laughs> and I want to make sure I make say this loud and clear that you actually are the one in charge of what you think. You can think anything you want. You can totally choose how you think. It's not always as easy as saying, oh, I'd like to think X, Y, Z. Right, Because our brains have patterns and they offer us all the old ways of thinking, thinking that they always have, like automatically, right? But it is totally doable to change that, to choose that thinking. And you can even rewire your brain so that it thinks like in ways, like it thinks naturally in ways that support everything you want in your life and in your marriage. When you change your thinking, when you learn how to really supervise and guide your mind, manage that mind, steward your thinking, when you become kind of a master of this, and even if you just start dabbling in it, everything in your life is going to shift for the better. Because this is the source of your happiness or unhappiness in your marriage, everything, when you learn to choose it, when you learn to guide it, Everything in your marriage will shift incredibly for the better. It will change everything in your marriage. And when your partner also learns this, like when you both learn this and get good at it, your relationship becomes like unstoppable and beyond amazing. You co-create such incredible sweetness and love and supportiveness and all the good things in your marriage. When you and your partner, optionally, decide to come coach with me, all of this becomes natural to you, second nature, right? Along with the other skills and knowledge you need to have to have that amazing marriage together. It all starts with setting up a consult for you, just you, by going to the link in the show notes or over to www.lifeisworthloving.com and finding that button that says work with me and scrolling or like the drop down button is get started with a call. You can click that and it will tell you exactly how to set up that consult call. In the meantime, start looking at this, like notice how there's a circumstance out there and then notice your automatic thought about it. And then notice that there's other thoughts you could have. There's so many other options that you could think if you wanted to about that same circumstance and just notice like, what would it be like if you did think one of those other thoughts instead? This is the beginning of so much freedom and power in your life.
All right, my dears. Be oh so well.